When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I mean, and it was like beyond loud. Like people were hearing it upstairs. The the feedback you mean? Oh yeah, it was so loud. Good. It's one of my least favorite sounds. It's yeah. right up there with scratching the chalkboard yeah. when I was a kid. Kids uh, today don't even know what chalkboards are. Man. I know. They use Episode 8, Bet Your Ash Podcast with Cornelius and McGee. That's Cornelius and I'm McGee. Yes. And uh, what are we smoking today, buddy? Today we are smoking a very limited cigar. It Ooh, is the special. 2018 Fine and Rare. Now the, two, now, the Fine and Rare is done by Alec Bradley. Um, comes in a zebra box. Yo, that's a gorgeous. That's a gorgeous box. It man. is. It is. Every year they do a complicated release. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I've smoked since 2011. I've almost smoked every last one of their okay. uh, releases. So it's a different blend, different presentation every every, every year. Every to, year. Okay. And this. Um, uh, you know, they've had a Figurado. They've had a Torpedo. They've had a lot of, as far as appearance sake. Um, the cigar has a certain appearance to it. So this is a a form of a cigar called a JRS ten equals eighty six size. Now, okay, let's not even we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna swerve into that conversation. But basically, it's a six and a half by fifty six. They call it a Grand Toro. So the size is not a usual size. It's a little bit. Thicker than a Toro, a yeah. little bit longer, you know. So the feel in your hand is just like I love the feel. It's substantial. Yeah, you got big ass like like bear paws <laughs> for hands. Too. Well, you know the thing is, I used to only smoke six by sixties, um, and then I found out you know what, everyone has their own thing and their own palate mm-hmm. and what they like and what they dislike. Well, this particular cigar. Um, I think it's just perfect. The weight, the it's like it's well balanced. It's I, substantial. I like it. I like it. So this particular cigar is made in the Races R A I C E S. Um, not really sure how you pronounce that, but I I pronounce it Races uh, Cubanas Factory in Donnelly, Honduras. So it's made in Honduras, but. It has 10 different types of tobacco in it. 
Wow. So when they do these fine and rare Arab cigars every year, they're just yeah. going through all their stock. Like they're going through the store and be like, you know, we only got a little bit of this <laughs> tobacco, but right. it's ripe. It's ready to go. Oh, yeah. It's it's we should use this well, this year. There's only we should tw- use that this year. There's only twenty five hundred boxes of these made. Oh, that's not many at all. So I ordered five thinking that I could go back and order and when I ordered five I sold them I mean, I didn't just sell individual sticks. I sold the entire box just like Oh, yeah, I'm going to take that whole... Because they want the box, too. Mm -hmm. Because the box is beautiful, Yeah, it's gorgeous. So they say, well, I'll... uh, Just give me the whole box. Yeah. So they take the whole box, and um, I I sold out of them quicker than what I thought. Right. So I call back to Alec Bradley, and I says, hey, if anyone's not picking up what they ordered, uh, put me down for any of them. So they did, and um, I got three more boxes, but, you know... They only made twenty five hundred. Yeah, twenty five hundred boxes is not a lot. That's a very limited, that's you know, release. So. And is that that's about the how many they do every year when they do every every year's mix? Yeah, I think it's right around two thousand or twenty five hundred. Right, not not very many, you know. So. so, I mean, do you remember how well do you remember? Like, for example, the two thousand seventeen. Does this compare? Is it better, worse, mm. different, lighter, heavier? What? No, you know, some like. Uh, I forget which year it was, but it was a, a double Figurado tapered on both sides. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, I thought the draw was a little... Because they always put a lot of different type of tobacco in it. I thought the draw was a little tight and that it got a little too spicy for me. Um, this one here is just mellow. Zero spice. Out. Like, yeah. There's no tingle just, whatsoever. No. I mean, it's a really, really no. pleasant cigar. It's a really, really good cigar. We'll visit it back later in the podcast, but, yeah. you know, I'm going to light once, mine up Once right we now. get it rocking, once we get it burning a little bit. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a good morning. I mean, it's, it's early today. Yeah. We're back to the early <laughs> morning, so you're uh, podcasting, but cigar really? smoking and podcasting at dawn, but... It's a. It's. I'm. I'm happy to be having a cigarette and celebrating life because. Absolutely. Uh, one of us. One of us had a. Had a small future on Clemson to be national champions, uh, and then also bet Clemson plus the points. Like, maybe like right after we mm-hmm. got off the podcast, I was thinking last last episode. I was thinking about it. The more I was thinking about it, I was like, you know. I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast, but, you know, if I have the future on Clemson to win, I might as well hit it with the with the points so I got a little buffer in case it's a close game and I just miss it. Mm-hmm. And then I had the under 60, but that was a push for me. So if anybody's betting my picks, which is smart sometimes, not smart all the time, but mm-hmm. smart sometimes to pick this bet with me. I hope they hit it right when I said it <laughs> because it went down. Like so it the- closed to 57. I bet under 60. And it was crazy because, you know, they came. we were watching together. Yeah. They came out, everybody scoring, 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 mm-hmm. scoring. I'm like, the whole game. Uh, yeah. I was saying, well, I'm losing the under. Yeah. Like, I kept saying it. And then about two minutes left in the third quarter, it gets to exactly 60 points. And I turned to you and I was like, if nobody scores again, <laughs> I get right. to push that bet. That's and right. somehow that fourth quarter went completely pointless. Yes. Amazing. Yes, it, was, it is. You would think that they would, you know, that Alabama would at least say, hey, for the sake. Pride, baby. For the sake, you know, I'm going to well, score. But. Well, they had to go for it every time. Well, the, earlier in the game's different when they, you yeah. know, that fake field goal was just oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know I, if that I, was I, just a bad planning or bad execution, but yeah. it's definitely a bad combo package of the two, you know. Well, you look on the sideline, and Saban was uh, one of his um, coordinators, kind of had his 
arms wide open explaining something to him like it was a misfire like that wasn't exactly yeah. what Saban thought that they were going to be doing that was know? the ugliest play I've seen Alabama run in yeah since <laughs> since Nick Saban came back from the Miami Dolphins right. now I don't watch every Alabama game but right. I watch a lot of them because they're usually one of the top tier teams and I'm usually you know I might have a wager or two on 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 a game mm-hmm. but I, I you never expect Alabama players to not be a fully prepared and b fully dialed in right. and like fully like committed to the plan, you know. And right. they were both, right. you know. It was just it was an ugly. It was right. the worst game I've seen Alabama play in a while. Mm. Or Clemson's that good and just put them in their place. Could be, Could you know. Be. I mean, a lot of times someone, you know, um, uh, just to throw poker in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I called you after a poker game the other day, not uh-huh. to go too much into the details, but, you know, if the thing is, well, how, how does that saying go? If within the first minute, if you can't identify the fish on the table, then you're the fish. Yeah. If, the point. If you don't know who the mark is, it's you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And on that particular game, there was someone on the table, no names to mention, mm-hmm. that, you know, and when I do, when I sit in that game, I look for the open seats and I sit in a particular position in a particular place yeah. to angle that particular player. However, someone else that I necessarily did not you know, sat in a position that kind of threw me off because I was like, oh my gosh, don't sit there. And when they did, it was like, I so have this guy in my, you know, I'm working him, right? But yeah, yeah. so the thing, the point I'm making is, is that um, in these games, you know, in any strategy, someone can do a counter strategy that just takes you so far off your game that, you know, and I think that's what happened. They were throwing different defense, you know, uh, uh, you know, looks at them and different other things. And I just think it threw them, it just threw them off. It wasn't what they were, what they were already, you know, Mike Tyson once said, Mm -hmm. everybody can have a game plan, and I'm paraphrasing Mm because I don't remember the exact words, but everybody has a plan Mm -hmm. until they get punched in the fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I think when that game started, (laughs) Alabama showed up with a plan, Mm -hmm. and then Clemson got a pick six a minute into the game, and that was the punch in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, they answered with the touchdown, Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they traded back and forth for a minute. Halftime was, you know, Mm -hmm. 14-13, I think, or something. Like, it was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe it was 21-13, whatever it was, but it was, you know, they were going back and forth in the first half. Mm-hmm. It, I just feel like once they got punched in the mouth, they weren't the same team mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. usually are. If if Alabama, if that interception hadn't happened and Alabama had driven down, even if they had just gotten a field goal, yeah, they probably would have gone on to win the game. You yeah. know, what I mean, it was it was probably a who's going to score first is going to yeah, set, yeah. Uh, establish a dominant position and 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 run with it yeah. and i think that clemson did that it was it was a fun game to watch oh, it was. obviously i was on all the i was on the right side of everything so like it was obviously fun for me yeah but um i, I enjoyed it and i you know we have a we have a buddy who's a big alabama fan and i uh-huh. haven't seen or heard from so it's, you know. <laughs> it was a rough game i mean you know it's a it was a rough game you know i speaking of that you know we were I, right before we started today's podcast mm-hmm. I said that you know we probably need to spend a couple of minutes on a um, 
emotional fan mm-hmm. versus a business or financial fan. Yeah. And with so many different outlets for gambling, for fantasy, for whatever, there's a lot more financial and business fans than there are. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 don't think, so. I, I think I'm just making a blanket statement, but I think there are a lot more of those these days than there are uh, the old school emotional fans. Hell yeah. You know? I think the NFL came up when fantasy football blew up because right. now instead of everybody caring about the home team. Yeah. Right, though, though, and and maybe like the biggest team in the league, mm-hmm. also, you know. Yeah. Now you're invested in eight of the ten games every weekend, or mm-hmm. whatever, sixteen games every weekend. You're invested in, exactly. you're emotionally invested or financially invested. Sorry, yeah. you're financially invested in quite a few of them. Right. Frequently, like the financial investment dictates the emotional investment. Right, right. But you know, to to, to more accurately like uh, like respond to what you're saying is. The biggest, the biggest losses I take gambling are when I gamble on Florida State football, mm-hmm. the New York Yankees, the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because mm-hmm. I'm 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 invested in them emotionally. I don't need to put money on them, but right. I'm thinking, oh my guys are gonna win today. Let me jam right. this and right. Right. boom, I, I take the L because I'm jaded mm-hmm. when I'm approaching the figuring out who's gonna who's gonna win. You know? right? Well, you know they. I mean, I've spoken with a lot of, you know, sports fans that um, I said, well, what's your team? He says, I don't have a team. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your NBA team? I, I don't have a team. What's your NFL team? I don't have a team. And these people are glued to their smartphone year around, depending on what, just because... You know, they've got them in fantasy picks, or they have them, you know, or they've got a bet out on them, or the over, the under, or, or this. whatever. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. so many options. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, when I was growing up, I might have been a, you know, a, a Red Sox fan, or I might have been a Lakers fan, or mm-hmm. I might have been a, you know, that type of thing. But um, they don't, you know, now, I mean, I've, I've ran across so many people like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, really? Oh, oh. That just makes it hard to have a conversation sometimes, you know. I mean, they, they they know all about you know the players and all of this, but when it comes to uh, you know, do you remember back in you know '82 with so and so, or do yeah. you remember this? They're like, yeah, I love that story. Anyway, yeah, you know, and they go right into why they picked them. This, this did you week. see my self restraint? You mentioned the Red Sox and the Lakers, and I didn't talk shit about their fans that time. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> The emotional fans, the emotional you know? Fans. And speaking about emotional fans... Yeah, man. How your Bears doing? The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. It, you know, uh, going into the season, you didn't expect this. You know, you didn't expect to no. play this well, to make the playoffs. No. You know, it's unfortunate that they ran up against a hot team. You know, yeah. a, a potentially a destiny-type situation. Yeah. The same shit that happened last year where they got they got healthy and hot at the end of the season with yeah. the backup quarterback who has you know, he's 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 a good leader of men, even if he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Eagles, I don't know, maybe they maybe they go down to New Orleans next week and do it again, but but it was a tough way mm-hmm. for the Bears fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was a tough thing for the Bears fans to deal with, bro. Hopefully it's not too morbid, but you know, whenever you're watching on T V and you say, they say, uh, 
you see someone strangle someone and they say, oh, it's not like that in real life. You know, it takes like four to five minutes to manually string, strangle someone, right? Why and do I'm you like, know this? Well, you got big be, hands. <laughs> because my, my, uh, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> my uh, bad. The point I'm making. I'm sorry for asking <laughs> questions. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm a, I, like a lot of people, Forensic Files is my number oh, one TV show. Yeah, so, so you know, they talk about <laughs> manual strangulation and they talk about how it takes like four to five minutes to strangle someone, right? Noted. And I just say, good grief, that has to be grueling. That just has to be. Ugh, you know, and that's what this game kind of reminded me of. Like it was grueling or whatever. So, for one time, for one time. Now I haven't done this in a long, long, long time. Matter of fact, I think it was it was six years ago. So back in 1980, when the Bears won in '85, that wasn't six years ago. No, it wasn't. But in '85, my father went and bought three Walter Payton jerseys. I mean, these are the you know the uh, you know the uh, the Walter Payton jersey, right, right, right. And so he bought one for himself. He bought one for me. Bought one for my brother. It's a good father. At the age I was, um, you know, ten whatever, I it fit me like a mumu. It was huge. <laughs> all right, and uh, I was wondering, we were like, we were like, hey, I can't wear, we can't wear these. Like, what are you? like, well, you can try them on now, but they're not for you to wear. These are a Walter Payton jersey, right? And so I said, okay, and you know, throughout the years, I've had it hanging on my wall, I've had it in a frame, I've had it, you know. Well, then, you know, I, I'm just not that guy that kind of, you know. So I'll, as, a, as a grown up, it's tough to wear a jersey. Yeah, it's tough to wear yeah. a shirt with somebody else's name on it. Exactly, when you're a grown up. Exactly. Yeah. But Sunday, I put on the number thirty four sweetness jersey. <laughs> I went down to the Chicago sports bar here in Denver, Colorado. I walked in. Hey, I thought, oh my gosh! I was like, you know, there's going to be at least you know ten people here with a number 34 jersey, uh, I was the only one. They're and, all in Urlacher jerseys now. Yeah, Urlacher <laughs> and other, you know, yeah. different ones. And they were like, oh, my God, I love your jersey. Oh, my God, we yeah. love your jersey. Stand up on this stool right here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hype you up. And, you know, I was, it was great. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, you know, I got to get down here. So um, before the game was over, you know, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm rah-rah. And I get in the car, and then I shoot down here, and I get here. And uh, I walk in like, oh, yeah. And they says, man, we're sorry. And I'm like, sorry about what? And they're like, well, you guys lost. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait, wait a minute. What are you talking <laughs> about? Happened. You know, I had, to get to the, I had to get to the TV and turn it on and look. And, you know, I'm like, what the, what the In heck? dramatic fashion. What the heck? How did he miss a 42-yarder? Yeah. You know, it would have looked better if he picked the ball up and threw it through the upright. Well, he missed it. I know it wouldn't have counted if he threw it through, but at least it would have went through. It just I that you know, so I the, wonder if I emotional could, I wonder fan. if you or I could hit a could kick a 42-yard field goal. It depends on how many tries you get. If I, had, <laughs> if I had 10 tries, I think I could. You think you could get one in 10? In 10. One. I don't think I could. I no. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I think it's so much harder of a feat 
than mm-hmm. anybody gives a credit. Like, everybody watches uh-huh. football, and they're like, oh, the kickers aren't even real athletes. Mm-hmm. What a joke, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as easy as we think. I don't know if I could make a 42-yarder. Maybe a couple years ago when yeah. I was healthier, younger, et cetera, stronger legs. Yeah. When I was a kid, maybe. Well, I was hanging out with I a... I don't know. I was hanging out with a friend of mine at Northwestern uh, in Chicago, and we were able to get on the field, you know, not on game day or nothing, but just, you know... Just hanging around. He was one of the managers on the uh, on the uh, for the for the team. Cool. So we were just out there, just throwing the ball and everything. And yeah. I saw a tee, and I was like, "Hey, let's see if we could, you know." So I, I know we had it like around forty five or something like that. And so we kept trying it. And I'm telling you, the very first time I tried it, I was like, "Holy crap! That is not what I thought it's it was going to be." No. And you're talking about doing it off a tee. Yes. Right, so you're there's there's a little bit of human error removed, right? Mm-hmm. If if the holder messes up or the snap long right. snapper, and you're not you don't have 280 pound dudes rushing, rushing at you at either. You. You're right, and I still don't know if I can make. I don't know. You're you know, right. there's there's a football field out of high school just a few blocks from here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We could we should, we could go out there and figure yeah, this out. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. but the the I made one out of ten. Yeah, you know. Matter of fact, I mean. The first, there was two of them that didn't even make it into the end zone. You right. know, I, there, I believe that. And, and there was one that, you know, took Go off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know they had slices in this. Far <laughs> I thought that was golf. Yeah, far <laughs> You're yelling four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I hooked one almost to a 90-degree angle. I was like, oh, this must be what they do when they're trying to hook it in. They're like... And my friend's like, no, 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 that's not necessarily... Um, that's like that's not a hook. That's that's just a bad kick. You know? Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So it 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 um uh it's not easy. No, it can't. Be. But if that's all you do and you're getting paid true, 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 true. tons that's of true. money and that's your career, that then you times. should kick a forty-five freaking. I mean, I can see if it was a fifty-two, if it was a fifty-five, if it was fifty, if it was. 58 or 57, like, you know, like, hey, we need you to go in there and do it there, chief. You're the, you know, whatever, whatever. But 42, that's only, what, seven away from a normal uh, extra point, right? Any 35 and extra point? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. or maybe... No, you're close. They moved it back to 35, I think. Yeah, but Um, I think someone said that someone tipped it. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you got a hand like somebody just barely grazed it, and then Mm -hmm. the next day, the NFL... um, the NFL re re I don't know what you would call that re stat re, re- reviewed it. yeah reviewed it and changed it on the statistics from oh. uh, to a block kick oh or okay. to yeah to yeah. to the defensive like you know. I got you maybe that saves the kid a job I don't know if yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if Chicago will take him back the fans are brutal oh, but yeah. maybe he goes brutal, and he gets brutal, to go brutal. play for somebody else I mean immediately you know I'm on Facebook with all my you know. Guys from back in Chicago and yeah, you know, it's like shit. Parky, you are the weakest link. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> you, know, I mean, it, you know, it's just you know, I mean, it, already because I just feel that the team is as tight as it's been in a long time, mm. and they lost. You know, good defense. They lost a couple other. Well, no, at least one other upset. Before we move on, like yeah. not to not to like focus on the Eagles as opposed to the Bears, but if mm-hmm. the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl, which is likely, I mean, yeah. they're I think they only have like a two percent chance according to some some math guys. Ooh, let's put um, a bet on that. <laughs> it's a long shot. Um, 
if uh, if they don't win, uh, every other team in the playoffs needs to like send a gift basket and say thank you to the Eagles you know, oh, for knocking yeah, out the Bears. Because yeah, yeah. I think if the Bears had gotten through that game, I think that literally would have been their toughest game, just matchup reasons. You right, know what I mean? Right, and I, right. I think that they could have steamrolled. Right. Um, and so whether it's a edible arrangement or flowers <laughs> or whatever you send to people to say thank you. You know what I mean? Right. Like balloons. I don't right. know. Um, a nice box of cigars, maybe. Right. Um, speaking of cigars, if you're going to get a box of cigars uh-huh. and you're in Denver, Absolutely. you should come on down on Colfax and mm-hmm. opt in to Capital Cigars, the palatial Capital Cigars, mm-hmm. and buy your, your thank you presents here. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, absolutely. We're, we're coming to you <laughs> to, from the studio level of Capital Cigars. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I figured I'd just throw that out there real quick. Absolutely. So yeah, there were there were other. I mean, it was a great three days of football. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I we were hanging out, and I was pretty sad because I had both of those games wrong. Right. But that was a tough one for me. But right. those were two really good games too. Uh, I thought the Texans would play better, and I yeah. didn't. I guess I wasn't giving the Colts enough credit because they right. came out and really. Well, I I said it. I said it before uh, the game started. I said, well. This could be a game that if Andrew Luck starts hitting, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, just had it in my T. head. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. If they get in stride, and if for any reason the Texans just quite, you know, and it's these type of games that sometimes people, you can't say they don't show up because you know they want to win. But sometimes they just don't show up in that, mode where everything starts to move slow and everything becomes easy because you're in the zone, you know, and it doesn't mean that they're not sure they haven't showed up. It just means that they haven't quite. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't even have to raise it to that level. You just have to be in somewhat of a zone and it kind of looked, that's what it kind of looked like. It looked like they weren't quite just in their right zone. Not for nothing, although Deshaun Watson is is quickly becoming one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and I think mm-hmm. he has a really bright future. If he mm-hmm. stays healthy and has like a good 15 years, yeah. like, who knows? Potentially mm-hmm. potentially gold jacket, you know, mm-hmm. kind of player. Mm-hmm. He seems really smart, seems like he really loves the game, and mm-hmm. incredible athlete, incredible arm. But ultimately, it was his first playoff game, mm-hmm. and... It's, they say it's a different, it's a different animal. You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing to play in college; it's another mm-hmm. thing to play at an elite college. Right. <laughs> it's a whole another thing just to go to a preseason NFL, mm-hmm. then regular season NFL, and then the you know that playoff that playoff level is is the epitome. And if if you're just even for even if there's like a, an iota of like. Wow, this is the playoffs. Yeah, that's just that's all it takes. Just, just enough. enough, an ounce of hesitation. Yeah, you know, ounce. And you know, I was and surprised. The Colts played really well. I don't. They mean, did. Yeah, they yeah. did. I was surprised though that uh, Watt and Clowney didn't quite get to luck. Well, the Colts uh, in last off season. They committed to the offensive line. Yes, they revamped. Yes, they they did did some drafting. They did some. They they yes. signed a guy, and they really like focused on that. And because they knew, like, mm-hmm. if Andrew Luck can't keep getting injured, right. like this is no, this right. isn't his fault. You're this right. is our fault as an organization. We're not putting the right people in front of him. That's right. And and it's paid off. It's it's paid off. It's part of the reason. You know, again, going back to Eagles, it's part of the reason they're getting hot now is because their right. offensive line got healthy and those yeah, guys are so, some big dudes. Yeah, big monsters. Yeah. When I saw who, I was like, man, I haven't saw Clowney 
that deep in the backfield. And then you see that guy, the uh, guard over there, uh, um, yeah, on the right. The right the, the right, right guard and tackle yeah. are the monsters. They're yeah, those and you see him. I was like, holy cow, look at that guy he's going up against. That dude is huge. Yeah. You know, and yeah, they, they went out. And I got think Clowney guys. and Watt are great. Are great. Yeah. But I, I when it comes down to it, like a, an elite offensive line, Mm-hmm. Is is gonna is gonna be able to contain an elite defensive line mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Now I think the Texans probably need to add a really good, a really good defensive end if they really want mm-hmm. that line to keep to yeah. stay dominant. Right. Because um, you know Watt and for the most part Watt and Clowney are closer to the middle, mm-hmm. but oh man, like that that Colts offensive line played really well. Okay. And they're gonna you know they're gonna. Who do they play next week? They Do they go to New Orleans? Or do the Eagles go to New Orleans? Uh, that's a good question. I forget. Um, I think Dallas. Uh, Dallas and the Rams are playing. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, the Colts are playing the Chiefs. The Colts are definitely going to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm, they could give... They could... They could run the ball against the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have a great run defense. They don't have a great defensive line. The Colts, they're going to be in it. You know what I mean? I want the Chiefs to win... But the Colts are definitely going to be in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that could be a really that could be the best game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's before we start talking about next weekend, yeah. the other games this weekend, this past weekend, was uh, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle and Dallas, which just oh. that was just sad. I, I didn't want to. I didn't. Yeah. I don't want to see Dallas do well. <laughs> I told we were watching, and and homie broke his leg, and I just and, and they like the announcers didn't realize it yet, mm-hmm. and I said to you, I was like, don't look at the screen, don't look at the screen, dude's legs going the wrong direction. <laughs> it was bad. That's, I looked at the screen. That yeah. could yeah, you did. That could be a that could be a, a serious compound like yeah. Alex Smith type break, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty bad, um, but I think that his. I think that if Dallas not having him and mm-hmm. and Beasley got banged up, yes. right? Beasley, yeah, or yeah. Bagley, Beasley, Beasley. Mm-hmm. I get confused between him and the basketball player. Oh, um, okay. I think that could that could affect them going forward. I really thought Seattle was the better team. Mm-hmm. I really thought Seattle was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. I was I was loud wrong on that one. Yeah, yeah. and then um, although they didn't come, you know, Russell Wilson does what Russell Wilson does. He mm-hmm. kept the game close in the end, and you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had it at I had him at plus two. If I had waited, I could have had it at plus two and a half and won the bet. But I was happy to push and yeah. not lose. Um, and then the uh, what was the Sunday morning game? The 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 uh, um, was wasn't the Chargers? It was yeah. It was the Chargers and Ravens, and it was uh, that was a pretty. That was a pretty one-sided game. I mean, the Ravens mm-hmm. were, were behind most of the game trying to come back. Yeah. I think the Ravens could – this recipe can work. Like, it can mm-hmm. be a delicious meal. But yeah. I think what they need to add is a big play guy, right? Like, right, right. like just so it's not all on Lamar Jackson. So you get – I don't know. But I if mean, you but if you get, like, okay, so the Pirates huh? – Like a play oh, – yardage – chunks of yardage guy. Right, like you get a Le'Veon Bell, you get an Antonio yeah, Brown. That's what I'm saying. The Steelers are probably, you know, Le'Veon Bell won't be there next year. Nor will Antonio Brown. Nor Antonio best. Brown. Those are two playmakers. That would be a gr- one. Either one of them would be a great addition to the Ravens right. because then it's Lamar and 
fill in the blank. Like Lamar yeah, exactly. and Lev is a nasty backfield. Exactly. Because either one of them could go get 15 yards real easy. You know? Right, right. That, and that could be that could be monstrous. And that defense is really good. I think right. the Ravens have a bright future. Um, right. Obviously, they got to decide if they're keeping Harbaugh long-term, stuff like that. Flacco. Flacco, I think, is out of there. He's out of there. Yeah. yeah. Although, in today's NFL, you need two quarterbacks. Everybody gets well, hurt. He's not going to move to... But he like, doesn't want to be a backup. No, yeah. he's not going to move to the backup. I don't know what's going to happen to Flacco. Yeah. Or where he would go. I mean, he could come He could come to the Broncos. He could. He could come here to the Broncos. I thought for a minute maybe him and Harbaugh would come as a package deal down to yeah. Tampa. But instead, now i got to go Kangol shopping. Yeah. Because the, uh, the Broncos, I mean, the Buccaneers... Uh, Signed uh, Bruce Arians as their as their new head coach, yeah. and he brought with even better. I mean, he's a great head coach. He's mm-hmm. I'm excited. He's an exciting guy, mm-hmm. but he brought Todd Bowles, who was the head coach of the Jets, over as the defensive coordinator. Right. The defense in, in New York has been playing well for a couple of years. I like that because right. I think that that was where the Buccaneers needed help. Not right. to. I mean, the Buccaneers aren't even in the playoffs. Well, We're talking. Still, playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's your team. That's my team. Like, <laughs> you know, I want him to do it better. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's. Uh, I think next week's gonna be a couple great games too. Uh, yeah. This it really was a fun three days. I it mean, was. I enjoyed it. it was. I'm sad that college football's over. I hope Florida State somehow has a better season next year than they did this year. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm pumped for these last few weeks of the playoffs. I think, like I was saying, the Colts and Chiefs could be could be really really a good game, mm-hmm. and then the the Cowboys and Rams are playing, mm-hmm. and I think those two injuries we talked about, like. Uh, that could really mess him up because it's now literally just Cooper, um, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Like all their extra like mm-hmm. weapons, they're they're playing a lot of guys from the practice squad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But because of the option with uh, Prescott, you know that yeah. he could you know take off at any time. That does open up some of the other you know receivers and tight ends or what have you. The question is, is you know are they gonna yeah, you know, they they got to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You know that that's just the thing. They got to catch the ball. So yeah, and that's my point. When they have those extra receivers that are quality receivers, mm-hmm. then they do catch the ball. Now they're having. There's a reason the the guys that will be playing this week weren't starting last week. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's because they're just not as good. They're a slight step down. Mm-hmm. And the Rams got a nasty roster. Even on de- even though their defense has been underperforming all year, mm-hmm. they've got some players. Man, they've they got do. some players. Oh, and yeah. if they they don't have to be good all year. They have to be good for mm-hmm. the next three weeks, you know, or four weeks or whatever. Right. Do they still do an off week before the Super Bowl? I think so. Yeah. 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 So they, you know, they just got a, three games. Next, they got right. the next three games. Next and three games. Yeah. If that defense comes to play, I don't think that the Cowboys have much of a chance. No. But I also said that last week, and I was right, wrong. So right. 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 Just know? don't know. You just don't. What? Speaking of coming up, um, so you got. The Cowboys and the Rams. What mm-hmm. do you think the upset there is? You, do you? Oh, I don't think there's an upset. I think the Rams. I think the Rams. I don't know what the spread is, but yeah. I think the Rams will cover it. Gotcha. I'm guessing it's in LA, but that's not much of a home field advantage yet. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's probably like four and a half or five. I don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea, but I think they'll win. Yeah. Um, I think the Chiefs will beat the Colts. The uh, then the. The the Chargers are on the road again in New England, mm-hmm. and that's wild because New England hasn't lost at home all season. They've mm-hmm. been horrible on the road, but they've won every game at home. Mm-hmm. 
The flip side is the Chargers, although they don't really have a home, they don't really have a home field advantage. They're playing in a soccer stadium, right? right like it's right. not, and they don't have a ton of fans in LA. Right. They've won their road games. Now, one of their road games was against the Rams in LA, mm-hmm. and that that one they lost. But every game outside of Los Angeles, they've won this year. They mm-hmm. went eight and one on the road, mm-hmm. so they've been traveling well. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it could be an interesting game. I think the Chargers could upset the Patriots, and that might be the that might be that might be the one there uh, to look at. And of course, there's well, of course, that's where the money is is betting the upset, right? And, Sometimes you know if you bet if you bet them on the money line you can get right. a good payoff and yeah and right. then the fourth game is the Eagles at the at the Saints at the Saints yeah that's a tough draw for the Eagles man yeah, but yeah, hey, yeah. if you're the team of destiny you got to go knock off the you got to go knock off the, the the big dog on the block at and some point they're uh, the Saints at home is tough man yeah that's yeah, tough. yeah 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 that's gonna be a tough one they're really yeah. good indoors yeah, that's gonna be a tough one you know um. Just to step away from the NFL for a little mm-hmm. bit, we haven't talked too much about poker. Um, you look at we talked about the championship game uh, and Saban. You know, for instance, that fake field goal, right? Mm-hmm. And they ran it right up. They haven't the whole game. They weren't able to run the ball. No. Up the middle, because D line is stacked. Yeah, even and, even one guy down because yeah. one, one of the guys was suspended. Uh-huh. Still, they're still good. They're yeah. all going. They're all going in the top ten. In the top ten. I mean, they're in really the draft. Good. Yeah, and so you look at that and you say, "Well, geez, you know, that was that was a bad play. That was just a bad play. There's mm-hmm. no other way to look at it." Well, that's looking at football, looking at poker, right? And um, I think you saw this the other the other day. Is you know. I don't play my range in hands. You know, I don't play tournament poker. I cash poker is my my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing is is almost eight times out of ten, I slow play premium hands. Yeah, I check raise premium hands because you assume they're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because I'm the guy on the table that makes unconscionable, you know, bets and calls with, you know, what was what was it the other day? Uh, Two five or four seven. That's your wheelhouse. Yeah, you you love those cards. And and then and then you know people are like. There's no freaking way. There's no way that he's got half you know, the time you get people and, to fold and they don't even know. But yeah, uh, yeah. And but, but because the cards are low and they're like this guy's always playing these cards, and I know that they know that I know <laughs> that they didn't call between a seven and a three yeah. on you know uh, on this particular hand. Uh-huh. Now on the other in the reverse, I know that they know that I know that they know. <laughs> That I probably did. So now they're just sweating bullets and they got overpair pocket queens or they got, you know, a set, but there's a straight on the board between the two and the the eight, you know, or something like that. And then so the point I'm making is is strategy, right? Strategy mm-hmm. and play, right? Now, I had someone walk up and talk to me at uh, a casino um, last year, and they said why you know I went to the restroom and 
ran into this guy who was sitting at the table, and I was doing really, really, really good. Um, it was a 30-60 game, and I had about close to 6,000 stacked in front of me. Nice. And uh, he says, hey, man, i got to ask you, why do you play those crappy cards? Why do you play those crappy cards? I mean, really. I mean, do you actually think that you're going to make it? You know, I mean, you're just having a good night. You're not ever good. You're not going to sustain that or whatever. And I says, you know what? That, that is the paradox when it comes to poker. You have 10 jack, queen, king, ace. Okay? 10 jack, king, queen, ace. You also have 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I don't know if my math is wrong. I was very dyslexic in school. But to me... <laughs> Okay, now a nine two, eh, you know, uh, eight three, eh, you know, but man, I'm thinking that you have just as much opportunity. I mean, who, of pairing your low cards as your or cards. hitting a straight, yeah. or now I'll, I'll try to at all costs make sure that they're suited. But the point I'm making is, is that you know, even when I'm watching the World Series on 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 television now they don't show the crappy hands all the time they always show the good mm -hmm. the, the good cards and the good the hands, that hit. hands yeah. yeah you know the ace queen the over the uh pocket kings and now, the ace hit and all nowadays that. they show every hand i love the yeah. the 30 minute delay they show every hand at the feature table like i, I like now, right. the coverage is way different now but right. you're right for years it was right. just the highlights i forget that one guy he's a european or something <laughs> looks kind of like a model always wears the shirt uh uh, shaved head. Uh, what is know. that guy's name? God right. dang it! But he has a very broad. He's you know he has a very broad play uh, play profile that he puts out there. I mean, this guy will be you know towards the final of the World Series, and I'll see him play a five six. Hmm. I'll see him play a six four. I'll see him play, and you know I'm like now this is this guy's got he's got it down. Now maybe that doesn't convert over well to. Uh, tournament play, and I could see why. But when it comes to cash, um, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know, I'd rather rake the pot and everyone says, holy cow, you just won that with a 4-6, 2 pair. Yeah. Then say, kings over queens over ace-king, yeah. and I hit a set of kings, you hit king with top kicker, you had a pair of queens, but you couldn't throw them away. Oh, what were the other two cards on the board? Oh, it was a 4-6, and then I win it with a 4-6, and then I'm like, yeah, I love that story. You know what I love better? Then I'm raking the pot, yeah. you know? So the point I'm making, I don't know. I mean, what is your, because you don't do, you are a very, you are... I've seen you play a jack nine. I've seen you play a jack ten. I've even seen some eight nines in there. I've seen you open it up a little bit, but not much past the pocket queens, pocket kings, pocket aces, ace king, ace queen. I like jack. playing the good cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't. I like this week. I played. I, I I played good cards as normally, and it didn't really work out for me. I had a rough week at the poker yeah. table. Yeah. Also, I. I've, I haven't been bouncing back from the mistakes. Like one of my strengths as a poker player throughout my entire life mm -hmm. was that once the last hand's over, I forget about it. Whether I won or lost or whatever, I forget about it. I put it out of my mind, mm -hmm. and it doesn't affect my future decision making. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Maybe I need to take a break. Maybe I need to take a couple days off. Maybe I need to go play on strange tables where players don't know me. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I've, I haven't been able to put the losses out of my head as quickly as usual. Right. Um, maybe I'm not smoking enough weed before I play. <laughs> Because that's like my 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 performance enhancing drug. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's harder to read me, but I got the stone face on. Right, right. You know, but for and then what happens is when your good cards aren't winning, mm-hmm. or you're not getting good cards, mm-hmm. then you play cards that are maybe aren't as good, a little stronger, a little too strong, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden pocket nines look like pocket aces. Yeah. Right. So Thursday, you were there. Mm-hmm. I was dealt pocket nines, mm-hmm. and I was deep. I was, I, I mean, I'd been running bad all night, mm-hmm. and so I got all in pre-flop. A, a certain friend of ours called a uh, called me with like, I think it was Ace Jack or Ace Queen or something, mm-hmm. and it came out ten three three, feeling pretty good, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then another three comes on the turn, mm-hmm. like cool, full house, let's go. Yeah. And then the fourth three comes out on the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that person had quad threes with an ace Wasn't kicker. And I was like, how the hell did this just yeah, happen? That's just, that's just, yeah. So what I'm yeah. saying, what, 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 where, when things like that happen, when you're not running well or when you're not catching cards and then you're over, misplaying and overplaying, yeah. et cetera, it's, it reminds me of the scene in, in the replacements mm-hmm, when they're mm-hmm. sitting in the locker room and they're talking about quicksand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are like, well, what are you talking about quicksand? I don't want to deal with quicksand. And Shane Falco, played mm-hmm. by uh, Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, Nicholas Cage. He's, uh, he talks about when you get stuck in quicksand, the more you mm-hmm. try to get out of it, the more you get sucked in, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And I was in quicksand on, on Thursday. And I, mm-hmm. it kind of like... You know, I didn't play very well last night. Like, I, I didn't get in much trouble. You know, I kind of stayed out of trouble for the most part. Right. And I left early because I knew we were coming in yeah. early today. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, quicksand sucks. And, like, uh, I, I usually, I've been having, I've been, I've had a really good 2018 in poker. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I'm, I want out of this quicksand ASAP. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't, it, I don't it, like it. it, it I don't happens, like it at all. It, it happens. You know, when you don't play premium cards, you need... You need a good flop. Yeah. You know, you need to hit your flop in some sort of way. So, I mean, I can write the book on not playing premium hands. Yeah. Because if I get a 6-7, right, suited. I know people say, oh, it's suited. But (laughs) suited 6-7. Suited connector is a strong hand. Even if it's 2-3, it's a strong hand. If I get 6-7 suited, I will, and maybe I'm saying too much here. I will. I could quite possibly raise preflop, okay? Yeah. And let's just say a five-four jack shows up, okay, with two to my flush. Yeah. Someone has pocket jack. Someone has ace jack. Someone has pocket queen. Someone has pocket freaking aces. You I got don't a care. million out, so you're good. Someone pops me, and I and I repop them back, or someone pops me. Or checks slow slow plays. I bet because they're like this guy's gonna you know bet. I bet they come back around and check raise and, and bet. Guess what? When it comes back to me, when it comes back to me, play calling strategy. Right at that point, 
I could say, let me slow up and call. And let me call him until my straight hits. Mm-hmm. Or let me call him until my flush hits. Or what have you, right? Not supposed to wait for your card. Or yeah. I could just come back around again. Because then what that'll do is that when the straight card does show up. And because they pegged me as a person who plays that type, those type of cards. When the card shows up, they're already out in front. And they can actually, you know... I, I got them leaning, and yeah. they could actually bet. Or I could just say, no, I'm just going to keep barreling. And if you get someone who says, you don't have Jack, you probably have an ace five yeah. or an ace four, and you're playing it like it, you know, because that's just what type of player you are. Yeah. And I'm like, no, actually. And then at the end of the river, after I've, you know, raked some chips, no, I actually have the straight, or I actually have the flush. You might be giving up too much info, buddy. There um, might be there poker players all over the Denver area <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> Taking notes when Cornelius sits down. I'm just saying, it's it's easier for me to play that than for me to have those pocket jacks hit my set and then have somebody like me in the hand doing stuff like that on on the back back side. Who are you telling, man? (laughs) I play hands with you. Yeah, it's like, what the, oh my God, you know. Am I going to go all in? And then, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I got a flush and a straight, (laughs) open-ended, yeah, I'll call. And then it hits, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's one of those, and and you know what? I don't, uh, you know, People say, the the odds, man, are, are you running the odds? Are you running the numbers? Are you looking at your hand or whatever? I said, let me tell you something. If 5-4 drops and you're, you hit your top set, okay, I should know the odds. I've read some books on this, but mm-hmm. I totally erased that from my hard drive because I think it messed up my play. Mm-hmm. So I actually look at that and I'm like, dude, we're 50-50 right now. I'm like, no, you don't have anything. Yeah. No, we're 50-50 right now. You don't understand. And, you know, and I think that's the way that I play. Now, sometimes, you know, I don't know. You don't want to just go on that feeling. Like, I got that deep feeling. You know, you don't want to do that, you yeah. know, because if you do that, then that'll get you in trouble. But you kind of play it and maybe he only, he doesn't, Puts you all the way in to where it's, you know, 50% of your stack or 75% of your stack or whatever. But if, you know, 10% of your stack or something like that, yeah, I'm calling that on the on the flop. Yeah. And then maybe, God dang it, I didn't hit it on the turn. But then I'm like, yeah, another 10% of my stack. You know what? I'm going to do that. And then, you know, you hit. And then you lay in the, in the bushes. And then, you know, this guy is like, I still don't think he has anything. Yeah. I'm going to bet him, try to bet him off this hand, you know, and he does. And then I slam him hard, then boom, you know. So it, it's just one of those things where I think any game, any anything where strategy is invoked, you know, you have to have a game plan. Yeah. And you have to become sure. good at that game plan. Now, I know you, when you play and you play good hands, you believe in the continuation bet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. That's the that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, okay, he's a continuation better. Yeah, and uh I'm not even gonna really take that seriously. I'm yeah. just gonna keep on yeah. he's got Ace Queen, freaking um We have a friend from I think he grew up in North North Dakota. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? And yesterday, I I I, I should have I should have taken my foot off the gas on one hand, mm. and it haunted me after that because mm-hmm. I lost a healthy amount because doing just that, just mm. continuation, and I mm-hmm. should have I blew it. And I was I was even as I'm pushing the chips out, I'm like, no, oh, 
Yeah. Let's talk about poker. Like, it's been such a bad week that I'm getting depressed just thinking about poker. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's good <coughs> analyzing your game and saying, well, you know, I think, yeah. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweak this. Or yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweak. Now, for instance. I want to play some people that, uh, you know what I mean, I'm not usually playing against. I think right. that's a big, uh, I think that's a big thing right now is that I've been playing against the same people over and over too mm-hmm. much. Too much. Maybe, maybe get into Omaha. Yeah, maybe. Regardless, thank goodness for sports gambling because that's safe for me. <laughs> and um, and I don't even. Let's. I, I'm just getting sad right now. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> okay. let's move on. Let's move on to this poker conversation. Um, George will be back next week. Yes. Hopefully, he hands me a big envelope cash as he owes me. <laughs> and uh, it's been very quiet on the text box. He yeah. Hasn't been, has been blowing me up like I thought he was going to be. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this cigar is pretty good. I I'm not a, not the biggest fan of this size gauge, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But um, this is a great cigar. Really. I really it enjoy is. it. If it's, you get a chance, it's chill. It's cash. You know what I mean. It's yeah. fucking, It's nice. It's, if if you're listening and you get a chance to smoke this cigar, not a lot of people are going to have this cigar right. in their humidor. Mm-hmm. Um, online, I would venture to say that in the next couple of months, people are going to be out of it. Yeah. It's a limited edition. So they're just not going to be around that long. And I don't know what they're doing next year. Yeah. I, they're probably not going to do this. It's but. cool that they do it differently every year. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's very cool. Um, yeah. So if you've smoked one of these, let us know. Let us know mm-hmm. your thoughts. You can email us or email us anything. Email us questions. Email us cigar suggestions, gambling mm-hmm. picks, who should we bet next weekend, etc. It's mm-hmm. contact at betyourash.com. Or, of course, you can get at us on Twitter or Instagram where it's at betyourashpod. And it's uh, about it, man. You got to yeah. go open this lounge. That's and right. uh, I got a busy day myself. But um, as always, pleasure chatting with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is episode eight. So, we're, wow, we're going to be at episode. We should throw a little party. At number episode 10. 10 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should throw a little party. <laughs> Milestone. <laughs> Big milestone. All right. Well, thank you for listening. The Bears. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Punto com para detalles.